Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. We are just literally a few days into 2024 and I know the ongoing joke is that by now most of us have already broken our New Year's resolutions and hey, there's no judgment from me on that one. I may or may not have already struggled with a couple of mine as well. But even if your resolutions are difficult to resolve, it turns out that there are still advantages to making New Year's resolutions. I found an article on Forbes.com by Dr. Tracy Bauer. It's called Four Reasons to Make New Year's Resolutions Even If You Don't Keep Them. Now, many people, as we all know, will make New Year's resolutions. However, the majority will also fail to achieve them. But making resolutions is still a good idea, and there are plenty of positive effects. It'll come as no surprise, I think, that the most popular New Year's resolutions are about self-improvement. So many people, 23%, in fact, say they want to live a healthier life. Uh, 21% say they want to be happier. 20% say they want to lose a couple of pounds, and it goes on and on from there. I think that's uh, no surprise that it's the most common resolutions that we make here in the United States of America. But the reality is, as I said, that despite big plans, according to a study by the University of Scranton, only about 8% are actually going to achieve their New Year's resolutions. But that doesn't mean that everything is lost. Even if you don't keep your resolutions, it's a really good idea to make them anyway. And here are four reasons why. Number one is intention. Being honest with yourself about your current condition and the distance to your preferred situation is key to improvement. You have to know where you are in order to get to where you want to be. And being intentional about how you want to grow and develop will help you achieve these results. This intentionality will also contribute to your happiness and your fulfillment. And when you're moving forward with clear direction, you make a positive contribution to your emotional and mental health. So that's a good thing. Number two, hope and engagement. Making New Year's resolutions is inherently hopeful. It's also very optimistic. You expect things to get better, or when you expect things to get better, you work for those things, and the, that makes a, a difference for yourself and for your community. This positive view of the future, as it turns out, tends to motivate action. So if you don't believe tomorrow can be better, you're unlikely to take steps to improve yourself or your community. But when you do that optimism, it's doubly beneficial. It contributes to your own mental health and also engaging you toward positive action, which has an effect on those around you, which leads to number three, and that is responsibility. Most New Year's resolutions have some impact on others. Even if you're thinking about individual self-improvement, those oftentimes will still affect your families, your friends, your colleagues, your communities. For example, if your resolution is to get healthy, you will be able to be around longer for your family and your friends. If your resolution is to stop procrastinating, that's likely going to contribute to a positive team dynamic with your coworkers. And if your plan is to do more volunteer work at the community garden, that's going to help people feed people in your location as well. So New Year's resolutions are a terrific way to focus on yourself for sure, but also to consider your broader responsibilities and to expand and multiply your positive effects on others as well. And then finally, inspiration. When we seek to do better, 
to do better and contribute more fully, we tend to inspire others as well. The primary way that people learn is through experience and the behavior of others. So even if they're not consciously aware of it, people pick up on choices and cues from others constantly. And when you focus on the future and focus on improvement, you necessarily will inspire those around you as well. So when it's all said and done, of course, we should strive to be in the minority of people who keep their New Year's resolutions. But even if you don't keep every one of them, the act of making them and striving toward them will have positive effects on you as well as others. So things to think about as we're starting this brand new year of 2024. And now for today's guest, I'm very excited about this. Today's guest is Damian Leek. He is a master of the performing arts as an actor, singer, dancer, and more. Damien was born in the Bronx, New York, and is a graduate of New York's High School of Performing Arts. He's also a world-class master's track and field athlete who is a multi-time national champion in the 50-meter, the 60-meter, and long jump, and has competed at the Huntsman World Senior Games multiple times, most recently Damien was named the USA Track and Field Male Overall Athlete of the Year for 2023, as well as the Male Sprints Runner of the Year, which is just incredible. Damien, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Hey, and congratulations on some pretty incredible accolades. Oh, thank you. I, I worked hard at it. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely want to get into that track and field, that that aspect of it. Uh, mm -hmm. But before we do that, I want to dive into the performing arts just a little bit. Uh, tell us just a little bit, if you can, some of the fun projects that either you are currently working on or something that you've done in the past that you found very satisfying in the in the performing arts area. Well, I started out in, in actually, I started out in musical theater uh, 50 some odd years ago. <laughs> okay. Um, I, because I had gone to the high school of performing arts, but that was really accidental. I've often told this story that I had no intention of going to the school. I had never heard of it. And so, my junior high school teacher, or what now is called middle school, okay, suggested I audition for it. And having never heard of it, I my attitude was I didn't I didn't see the point. Yeah, I, I was going to go to the the D. Wood Clinton, which was the Bronx school, which had known for its athletes and its athletic development. And that was my plan. And she, she insisted and suggested, and I went to the guidance counselor and the guidance counselor said, oh, yes, oh, it's a good idea. And I was unfazed by that, but <laughs> suggested that if I went to the audition, I would get the rest of the school day off. Oh, a perfect incentive right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my impetus for going. And see, why? what do I have to do? I said, so you have to learn some monologues from some plays. And mm -hmm. I I happen to know a couple of monologues from Shakespearean plays simply because, and I've often told this to my father, my father was born in 1916. Okay. And he his mother died giving him birth. Oh, wow. So he was raised, essentially reared by his mother's oldest sister, a woman born in 1870. Okay. And his grandfather, a man born in 1845, born a slave. And because my great-grandfather could not read, my father had to read to him. Okay. And because he had to read to him, one of the things that he read to him was Shakespeare's play. Shakespeare, play. yeah, absolutely. And as a result, my father had, had committed to memory whole passages of Shakespeare's plays and would recite them to me often as a child. 
and it it kind of stuck. <laughs> Damien, I can't I can't help but just uh, imagine a, a, this junior high boy walking into this uh, uh, audition, if you will, or or you know this this uh, interview. Um, not even really that interested, but then you belt out some Shakespeare. That had to have been impressive. <laughs> it, it, obviously, you were accepted, so it got the job done. Well, it, it surprised me because I the thing was, I think, because I was so unfazed by the idea of going to this school, whereas every other kid was excited and nervous. I nervous. was not at all because I had no plan to go here. Yeah, I was just going because I got the day off. Because you got the day off of school. <laughs> and so I came in and I'm so I started reciting I something from... Uh, Something from a contemporary play. What well, a contemporary play was the Matchmaker. The the Hello Dolly. What what yeah. Hello Dolly was developed. The Matchmaker. I just decided, and something from uh, Julius Caesar, which was the Oh, pardon me, thou bleeding piece of earth, that I am meek and gentle with these butchers, and <laughs> and and you know did it. And I guess they were impressed by the fact that I would do Shakespeare. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. They, so a couple of weeks later, they the, my guidance counselor was all excited and came and said, "Oh, you got it, got in." And I had forgotten that I had auditioned. <laughs> you just went and got ice cream, right? I you, just, you were just happy to be be uh, free that afternoon. That's right. <laughs> so she, so she was very excited, and I, oh no, no, and I poo pooed it like, oh no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to that school. And and she, I thought she would have a cow. She yeah. got. What do you mean you're not going? You have to. And and so she started. <laughs> you know, cajoling me like, you no, no, you have, you have to go. And I was, but, but they don't, you know, they don't, I don't, I've never heard of them as an athletic. Right. So yeah. why would I do that? I, you know, anyway, turns out when I told my father, uh, it, he was surprised, but his attitude was really, they'll, they'll let you do that. Yeah. To be an actor. That was preposterous to him. Again, remember he was born in 1916. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Different so, era but, for sure. You know, that was that's essentially how I got into the school, and as a result, I started working. Um, uh, before I graduated, I did my first project before I graduated high school while I was in my senior year. Wow. And and it kind of steamrolled from there. There was a short stint in the army, but uh, uh, beyond that, when I came back, I started doing musical theater with Vinette Carroll's Urban Arts Corps. Okay. And I worked with the, the Al Fan Theatrical in ensemble and those were my first real professional as it were jobs in the theater wow and, uh, that's essentially how i got started and it just kept rolling from there more or less um i my first major film was serpico which was which again it was a surprise to me it was kind of like you you get called in and and you go for an audition and you go and do it and and i met sydney lamette and 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 he said Great. Well, you know, you, you're the one. And wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> was, you know, so my first job, really, my first professional film was with Al Pacino in, in Serpico. That's amazing. That's amazing. Anything that you've done recently are, are on, on stage or screen or are you? Well, kind of uh, recently I've been on television. I, I'm in a, on a television show on BET uh, okay. called Assisted Living. It's a Tyler Perry show. Okay. Uh, uh, but I've done uh, what is it? SWAT. I've done a, a couple of versions. I just saw it the other night, by the way. It just re, just re-aired, which is <laughs> uh, SWAT, and uh, I I don't they don't I don't remember the names of them often now because right. it just one rolls into another. And yeah, somebody says, I saw you with such a show, and I go, what What was I doing? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, oh, you were a judge on this, or you were a lawyer on that, or you were a thing on that. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, that one. Just kind of rolls one into another, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Well, congratulations on a great career there and and some some really fun experiences, it sounds like. I do want to jump back into the sports, but before we get into recent and, and master's accomplishments, which are many and varied, um, did the did the, the school, the did the high school have any sports teams? No, that really was the just, thing. I got there. I was, you know, on, okay. I, no, that was I, when I first day I got there. My first, my first, go right to the principal, and it was like I was yeah. like, okay, so where's the where do I meet the track coach? Where's the track? And what where's about it, football and it, soccer? They were like, what? <laughs> this is the and school. They acted like I was yards. speaking a foreign language to them, and, and I, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? No, 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 no teams. I I could not get over the fact that they had no teams at all. None. Yeah. And, I, I was ready to go. I was ready to go. I just, I, you know, but my father, yeah, he he, he kind of talked me out of that. You stuck it out. You stuck it out. Well, so then, how did you make the jump? I mean, obviously, sports were very important to you as a young man. Um, yeah. But then, you know, you took this a little bit of a side trail into another area. But you obviously stayed connected. Uh, in some ways to sports, you're an incredible master's athlete. Was that something that you picked up later on in your life or did you well, yeah, I, then, find ways to, okay. I, because I started working and because yeah. theater does the way it does. And mostly you have Saturday or Sunday matinees. And of course, those are the days when track meets are generally that I, right. I had kind of abandoned the idea because it was over for me as far as I was concerned. I'm now, you know, I'm now 18, 19, 20 years old. I'm out in the world and, and it's, you know, I still followed it. I followed the developments and it wasn't as easy then as it is now where you have the internet and, and social right, yeah. because, you know, it was kind of, kind of hard, hard, hard to find the, you know, the, who was doing yeah, what. Results and information. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I, I totally information. understand that. And track and field then was even less <laughs> yeah. than it is now. Yeah. So uh, it was difficult. Um so yeah, I I, uh, I followed it and I tried to follow the developments and and so forth, and I you know any new developments in terms of training or whatever I I ate it up. It was you know you know but again I was always working. I was working a lot. I did a yeah. lot of theater. I did Broadway a few times. And and the the few films that I did in New York, then I moved out to L.A. and in order to do more film and TV, that yeah. was really it. And when I came out here, which was in 1997, okay. I accidentally came up on CSUN, the, the, the college that I work out at. Okay. Uh, it, I came up on it and, and was like, oh, it was nice to work out and a nice track and so forth and get keep myself in shape, you know, which yeah. is for an actor as well. Sure. And then I saw some kids. I saw some kids training for the Junior Olympics. And I went, well, what are these kids? And they went, Junior Olympics. And I went, oh, really? You need coaches? And they were, oh, yeah, please come join us. And so I started coaching. That oh, was really it. 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 was the coaching that got me into it. So that was your reintroduction back into yes. the, the, the organized world of track and field. That's right. Wonderful. And then you were able to not only make a difference for those students and those those youth that are trying to do the things that they're you know, working for and trying to accomplish their goals, but that also gave you the opportunity to jump back in as well. Yeah, well, that, and even that was an accident because I ended up going with some of the kids to what they used to have, and they still have them sometimes, all-comers meet. So they're bringing them back now, it seems like. Yeah. And I went to an all-comers meet with some of my kids who would, you know. As a coach. As a coach. Yeah. And saw some older men running, and I went, wait, wait. What's going on here? <laughs> that was it exci exactly. I What's going on here? And they said, well, masters, these are, you know, Really? You can you can still do this? 
Then two weeks later, I ran in my first all comers meet. Isn't that such an amazing feeling? And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that kind of stumbled into it in the same way. Right. Um, they, they think that it's just for kids and then they go to whether it's a track meet or a, you know, a basketball tournament or a soccer right. or whatever it is. And all of a sudden they realize, oh, my word, there's this whole world. This of whole world. I, yeah. was, I was stunned. And as I said, two weeks later, I ran in my first meet. I think a few months later, I ran in uh, a, a Mount Sac, a meet at Mount Sac. And I, I, that was it for me. I was like, okay, this is this is great. This is where I, this is home. This is um, where I'm supposed to be. I love it. I love it. I love that you've been able to find that, and that you've been able to make such an incredible impact. And and again, congratulations on some pretty amazing accolades. Um, and I do want to get into that too. Uh, before that, though, you 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 talked about how you kind of stumbled in to the the organized athletic world once again. Right. But then you fully embraced it. I'm wondering if you can tell us maybe just uh, a great memory or a fun story of like, okay, wow, like you said, I'm home. Like, what was that? What, what was that moment when you're like, okay, I've made it back, and here I am, and now I'm here to stay. Um, I think it was pr probably the 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 first the World Games, which uh, was in 2011 in Sa Sacramento. I've only got to go to one World Games because it seems as if every time I want to do that. And I'm thinking I'm trying to do it this year in Sweden. Yeah. But every time I want to do it, a job comes up and it's kind of like, oh, work uh, <laughs> gets in the way. So many times I, I've had to, it was a, okay, I, you want to make a living or you want to run? <laughs> <laughs> Choose one or the other, Choose right? One or the other. <laughs> and so it's worked out. It's, it's you know, it, it seems like all I have to do is sign up to do a track meet and a job comes and up. The, and of course, you're going to get a job, right? Right. At that moment, <laughs> that week, that time, that weekend, whatever it is, you know. Um, but that's how it's worked out. But the, at, when it got to go to the um, 2011 World Games that was in Sacramento, Masters yeah. World Games, and it was so exciting because I got to meet people from all over the world, essentially. And, and yeah. you know, I ended up getting a little hurt there because I, I tweaked my hamstring then. Uh, so I didn't get to run the 200. I finished second in the 100 to my to my nemesis and arch rival, Oscar, Matt, Oscar Payton, uh, he's a really terrific guy, you know, yeah. but, uh, uh, that was, uh, that was the first time I got to do it. And then I started to doing more, more masters and national championships and what have you. Uh, that's, that's, and that, and it's always, it's always the, the meat itself, the camaraderie, yeah. the, 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 the glad to see you, you know, the, the advice you get from people, the advice that people want from you, that yeah. kind of thing. It's an exchange of ideas and, and it's just it's a it's a whole world for masters athletes that I cannot encourage people enough to if you can do it please try and it will change your life it will you've, change you've, your life you've, you've really touched on what I think is the best thing about senior and master sports um, you know I think many of us compete in high school and there's this competitive element and some of it us is. get the opportunity to compete in college and there's certainly a competitive element there don't don't misunderstand me there's a competitive element that that can that continues on and carries throughout the entire process masters and seniors it doesn't matter there's a competitive element yes. but there is really a feeling of family and camaraderie Absolutely. that you see and, and you you've described it and you've talked about it and it's it's so mutually beneficial the 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 advice and the counsel and the experience that you can offer is certainly appreciated but it also is reciprocated and yes. it's just a really cool thing there's just a really cool vibe about it it you, really it really is it's yeah the, it's really the best part of it i mean 
the, the 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 one running and training and and winning if you do and you finishing wherever you want to finish yeah that's a wonderful thing but it's the it is the community it is the camaraderie that is really what it's all about for me so true and i have seen that in the last i don't know decade and a half that i've been involved with the senior games and damien i turned 50 just a few days ago uh-huh. so this is my first year of eligibility for the senior games and i'm telling you what <laughs> i'm you. super excited i'm super Good excited because i've observed that i've just watched it happen all around me and i'm, I'm glad yes. to be a part of it and certainly looking forward to it i we're running a little short on time but i do want okay. to talk about what does it feel like what does it feel like to hear that you have just been recognized as the track and field male overall athlete of the year by USA track and field. Talk about your feelings there. Ah, that's a, that's a great honor. And I, you know, I, I'm very flattered by the idea. Uh, it's, uh, that's all I can say about it. It's just a, a wonderful accolade that I can appreciate. And I never thought of it in terms of, I mean, prior to this, but it's, it's just I I'm honored. That's all I can say about it, really. Well, it's it's a it's got to be a very special feeling for sure. But as you said, a lot of hard work and dedication and time and and timing certainly. And you know, there's elements of luck in everything, no question about that. But uh, I, we followed your career uh, to to some degree here. We know that you work hard. We know that you have success out there in the things that you're doing. And we just want to say congratulations on our side for what okay. an incredibly uh, much deserved honor. Um, you kind of hinted at this a little bit earlier, but what advice do you have for people who are sitting on the fence and they just, like you said, uh, for yourself, they just realize there's something available out there. Yes. Um, wh- what advice do you have for those well, people? Th- this, the toughest part is the getting going. The yeah. toughest part is the getting up and doing it because, you know, you're 40, 45, 50 years old. You've not, you know, sat for a while. Your kids are now teenagers or whatever it is. And you realize that you've been sitting for a while and yeah. you, you know you got a little bit of a gut or you got a little you know paunch or whatever <laughs> it is and you start to and you were and we were all probably terrific when we were you know 17 19 20, 20 those days and the further away from those days we get the better we were right that's right <laughs> that's right the older we get the better we used to be but but now you know you start to get and it gets easy it's so easy to just sit and let yourself go in those yeah. terms and I I've said you know I, I have a number of friends who when I see them regularly or, or, or every so often they go oh man it's so great what you're doing and I'd love to be get up do it it's and available I say them just just get started yeah you'll find that once you get going it's easier to do it but it's the getting up off the couch. And I say, give me some sit-ups tonight. Give me some push-ups. Give me some ride a bike. Get up out there. Get out there and do a little bit. Five minutes, 10 minutes. I say the real real way to get started is 10 minutes a night. Yeah. 10 minutes a night before you go to bed and you'll find that your body starts to respond accordingly. Great advice. And there really is a momentum. It's like anything, pushing that rock to the edge of the hill is the hardest part, but once it, it goes it over, it does pick it up. Bit. It picks up momentum, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Great, great advice. Great, great counsel. Once again, Damien, congratulations on a couple of incredible honors and some real success, uh, as well as the success uh, in your professional career as well. Uh, very excited for you. Um, we've got about 30 seconds. Okay. What's the plan for 2024? What are you looking at? Well, um, I, I here's the thing. I plan to do the indoors in Chicago, but I might not be able to. Depending on work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I just heard a few days ago that it, 
it's cutting right into the same spot. Okay, <laughs> we got to figure something out about that. I do plan to do the uh, the outdoor nationals. I'm hoping to do um, uh, the the Hayward Games. Okay, simply because it's on my bucket list to run it in, at Hayward. I've never been up there. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's on my bucket list. So I and and if we can get to do Sweden. Uh, which is the World Games? If we can get to do that, I'd like to give that a try. You know, yeah. that takes a little more planning. Sure, but uh, that would be that would be my plan. Well, it sounds that. like a full plate and and mixed in with some uh, professional work as well. So, yeah, we'll again, see. congratulations and thank you for joining us today. And we wish you all the best of luck in everything that you have going on. Thank you, appreciate it. Just a real quick reminder for everybody out there that team registration is now open. In almost every team sport, well, really every sport except for basketball, we've pretty much reached our participation caps. But just a reminder, if you are a team manager, get your team on the waiting list. All the information you need is at SeniorGames.net. Next week's guest, wow, we're excited about this. We want to uh, plug it. Dr. Kelly Starrett is listed on the greatest 2017 list of the 100 most influential people in health and fitness. He's a doctor of physical therapy and a CrossFit trainer. You don't want to miss that show. We're going to have a great conversation with Dr. Kelly Starrett. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can find it anywhere that you find your favorite podcasts. Today's inspirational thought comes from Cheryl Sandberg, who is the former COO of Meta, and she says, done is better than perfect. Take action make progress and don't let the pursuit of perfection hold you back from achieving your goals which sounds like good advice until next thursday stay active